A little whisper in your ear or a huge crash down to earth, a lesson in love is life's way of nudging you in a new direction. Welcome to the Lessons in Love podcast with me, Carly Ann. I'm a self-esteem and relationship coach and I wholeheartedly believe I am here to help you break through the very relationship struggles that so many of us face. Through my own personal experiences and other people's inspiring lessons, I'm showing you that we can change and we can break free from toxic patterns in love. Inside this podcast, you are going to hear what has shaped successful love stories and healed heartbreak. I want you to know you are not alone, you are not crazy, you are not too much. This space is for the woman who is done with believing she needs someone else to be whole, the one who has had enough of not feeling enough, who is not willing to let her past or any more of her future, who is waving goodbye to a fantasy relationship and hello to the healthy, extraordinary love she deserves. This is where you learn how to become the most secure and irreplaceable version of yourself. You might wonder, what is it like to date someone with an anxious attachment style? Especially if you have an anxious or avoidant or a secure attachment. How do they come together? How do those dynamics work or not work? The same goes for what is it like to date someone with an avoidant attachment style or a secure attachment style, depending on your style. Well, that is what I'm going to be talking about today. We're really going to be looking at how these different styles, these different dynamics are formed. What do these relationships typically look like? Remembering that there's nuance to every situation. We are our own unique people. We have our own lived experience and that's hugely going to influence a relationship but typically looking at how these relationships show up, might be successful or not so successful, that's what I wanna dive into today. Now, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, Lessons in Love, I would love it if you would do the liking, the reviewing, the subscribing, the screenshotting and sharing, because that is how we grow this message. This is how we grow this community and reach the people just like you and just like me who really know what it is to feel attachment wounds, to have reoccurring relationship issues. I want to support people. It's my mission to support people to understand, interrupt and reshape their attachment style because I truly believe that you deserve to experience a healthy love in your lifetime. So I would love it if you would support me in spreading the word. But now let's dive in to this topic. So just to say, when I am talking about these different relationships and how one attachment style tends to date another attachment style, I do also want to say that this can be in case of dating, it can be in case of relationships, it could be even in non-romantic relationships, to be honest. But we're going to start off with looking at what it is like to date someone, typically speaking, with an anxious attachment style. Firstly, I want to start with the pros. Dating someone with an anxious attachment comes with so many benefits. These people tend to be affectionate, 
open to discussing feelings. They're loving, they love to spend time together, they will definitely be there for you. Look, it is sometimes to their own detriment, but let's also just look at the pros of having this person as the person that you're dating. So dating someone with an anxious attachment, if you have a secure attachment style. So for the secure person, to be honest, at times, bearing in mind, right? So the longer dating goes on with an anxious, someone with an anxious attachment, it might be that they do start to lose themselves a little bit, have quite high expectations, quite negative assumptions, panic and worry about the relationship. And they tend to show that even if they try not to, if they're not showing it, they're probably going quiet and suppressing their needs. That can be really confusing for someone with a secure attachment because they are all for the two of you expressing your needs. They're more for open communication and kind of saying what's on your mind so that you can navigate through the rough patches or make plans. So they might feel confused by negative assumptions, expectations and some of the behaviors an anxious anxious person can, can display because they might not be used to seeing that they might not be used to people testing or hinting or kind of beating around the bush they're much more open and straightforward and they tend to want that in their partner the person with secure attachment is likely to have boundaries so the anxious attachment can it can benefit them but they might struggle with that if they've got someone saying no or yes but they will have those boundaries and they'll be more likely to put them in place especially if the anxious attachment is moving towards neediness or high expectations it could mean that the secure person pulls back and questions things if that needy kind of clingy behavior controlling behavior sometimes begins to come through they might feel like mm, i'm not sure about this because is my own well-being going to struggle? Am I always going to have to put this person above me? And if they can't understand that or that doesn't work for them, you know, because they want to have other priorities, they do have other priorities and the anxious person is not on their mind as much as they are on the anxious attachment's mind. And with those boundaries, they're not going to be willing to, yeah, just suddenly give up everything and be there for the anxious person as much as they might want. Now it can actually be really beneficial because they tend to be more consistent, the secure person and show up and communicate. It could really support the anxious attachment and it could actually help to settle their anxiety. What if you're dating someone with anxious attachment and you have anxious attachment? So this can be quite intoxicating. You know, both of them there all in this idea of that dream relationship, I've got that person, both really seeking closeness and reassurance and giving that to each other. However, both also suppressing their needs, things going unsaid, things being assumed and made up and those negative assumptions. And without the without the person to kind of step forward and say, let's talk about this. Is there a more balanced view of this? And they might be believing and really feeding into each other's thoughts. So they can really perpetuate those fears in that jealousy. And whilst that can be intoxicating, it can become quite toxic. It can mean that you're controlling each other. It can involve lots of drama. We need one of them to really be stepping up and doing the work, if not both of them, right, in the ideal world, to be able to notice when these cycles are happening. 
So it's not that it can't work. It's not that it's a complete failure and always going to be drama, especially if both people are aware and working on it, but definitely can perpetuate and yeah, have that sort of controlling element between the two of you perhaps. Dating someone with an anxious attachment when you have an avoidant attachment. So the person with an avoidant that's avoidant can feel quite overwhelmed by that need for closeness from the person that's feeling anxious. They can really struggle with the attempts to want to talk about feelings, to talk about exactly what's going on. Where are we standing? What's next? When are we seeing each other? That can be an awful lot for someone with an avoidant attachment. It can be a lot for their nervous system. It can be something that they're not used to or they've made a vow against. So it means that they can feel quite suffocated. It can sometimes feel too much for them, meaning that they might pull away as a result. Not always. But a lot of the time with that anxious avoidant dance, we hear about that person needing the more space, not wanting to talk right now. Or if you're dating, perhaps cutting things off, being very hot and cold, not quite knowing where you stand and perhaps them having that bit more control. It tends to confirm for the avoidant person when they're dating someone with the anxious attachment, it can tend to confirm the beliefs that they hold about relationships, that they are too much, that they're all consuming, that people want to um, take my freedom. So it's not to say that these relationships can't work. It's just to say this is typically what these dynamics can look like. Are you fed up of being caught out by the same trigger? When you are triggered, do you struggle to reflect and stick to your self-soothing plan? Whether it's your friend getting engaged, your partner changing the plans, or your crush not texting back. When the trigger hits, the emotion hijacks your whole body and you no longer feel like yourself. Deep down, you know your reaction is out of proportion to the situation, but in the moment, it all feels too much. Well, I do have good news. You can change your relationship with this trigger. When you feel like you've tried everything to self-soothe, it is time to get curious. Let me help you to take control of your situation, your reaction, and this trigger. I'm bringing you Curiously Triggered. This is a seven-minute, unique, powerful and effective self-inquiry exercise. It will take you on an inner journey to healing your triggers so that you can choose your response instead of reacting and it will help you to improve your ability to self-soothe. You can download Curiously Triggered today and move towards the path of a more secure attachment with yourself, this trigger and other people. The link to Curiously Triggered is in the description, or you can send me a direct message with the words Curiously Triggered. So what about dating someone with an avoidant attachment? Well, starting with the pros, they can really promote that self-reliance. They can create space within the relationship and that can be really healthy at times to have that space to be yourselves to pursue your own interests, that can be great. And that can be really supportive for someone who struggles in that area to learn that skill. 
But of course, the difficulty can be when that becomes excessive, when that interferes with a possibility of getting intimate and becoming close. And it keeps someone so far away that that healthy connection is difficult to form, that bond is difficult to form. So if you're secure in dating someone with an avoidant attachment, it might be that it's quite enjoyable to have that space to be two individuals, to focus on your own priorities and then to come back together and be able to enjoy that. However, if there isn't that space to come back together or that coming back together is resistant or unpredictable, the secure person is probably not going to value that very much. They understand what it is to grow a relationship, what a healthy relationship looks like, and that too much space, they're going to question that. They are going to grow tired of that too much space and that resistance that they feel. And we can feel that, right? It's likely that they are going to express what they need. So yes, they're going to express themselves at the risk of the relationship, but they will be willing to take that risk, the secure person, because like I say, they know their worth. They know they deserve a healthy relationship and they know that we all come to relationships with needs including uh, spending time together. So they'll be okay with saying that. And if the avoidant person can't meet that, the secure person is going to know when to walk away. They're going to recognize when they are receiving less than they need. And so through communication, that means that it could support the relationship to grow. And where they're secure, so lack that um, more neediness, it might feel a little bit safe for that for that person safer for that person with the avoidant if you're anxious dating someone with an avoidant attachment it can feel intoxicating it can feel like i need this person this is them finally now the avoidant tendencies often with the anxious is that they reflect a past relationship a past pain and this can be that conscious or unconscious attempt to fix the past if this person wants me if i can change their mind then i am worthy then everything's okay and it's almost like we can undo what has already been so that reflection of reflection of the past it can bring up a lot of pain as well so for the anxious person this can be really really painful this relationship yet that intoxication that kind of addiction feel can make it feel like it's impossible to let go you can feel so needy, even desperate, become so preoccupied with the avoidant person and getting them to come back or changing them, getting their acceptance. You can begin to behave in ways that feel just out of character, very much like not aligned with who you are, like you've left your body and you're making these reactive choices that you might later regret even. And the beliefs, again, are confirmed for the anxious person that people leave me, that this doesn't work, that relationships are painful. And it often as well confirms negative beliefs that you have about your self-esteem, that I'm not good enough. I deserve people to treat me like this. This is all I can get, which isn't true at all. So what about avoidant person dating someone with an avoidant attachment? Well, this tends to be less stimulating for both people. 
might not even really take off and get off the ground because you need that one person that's going to be stepping in, right? Like the secure person or the anxious person that will, the anxious person in the end will probably be that one to lean in. The secure person is willing to do that. The avoidant person for their own personal reasons can find that extremely vulnerable. And so unless they know that they're going to get showered with that attention and it's a definite yes and um, I'm not going to get rejected, they might not lean in. So if you've got two avoidance feeling that, who's going to be the one to lean in and risk that rejection? That can be the challenge there. Maybe that adoration, that feeling of being adored that they might um, feel that they need or get that kind of fix from, that's going to be less when it's avoidant versus avoidant or with avoidant even. So there can be a real challenge there because they want to be adored i'm not going to adore you and i'm not going to adore you so there's that that's that gap between them you know so with this relationship perhaps they're not going to stick around perhaps it's like i say it's just not got that oomph and it's less likely to take off dating someone with a secure attachment someone with a secure attachment tends to have a focus on their own needs and that of their partner. They're balanced in their approach and open to closeness and growing the relationship together. They're also willing to walk away if their needs aren't being met, if they set boundaries and people continue to cross them or it's too ambiguous or anxiety provoking. Because it's not that they don't have any anxious or avoidant tendencies, it's just primarily secure. So to date someone with a secure attachment, if you have a secure attachment, it might feel quite balanced, safe, quite an enjoyable experience. Here's two people that can communicate. There's less chance of playing games, saying what's on their mind. If they want to see each other, let's plan it. If one of them isn't available, the other one's not suddenly going to go into a meltdown. There tends to be this understanding, this trust of um, it would be great to get to know you, but I don't need you. You're not the only person in the world. They tend to have equal boundaries and respect of each other and their own well-being. And that's really key. So that's if I put you on a pedestal, I'm on that pedestal too. We're on the same level. We're equal. And they tend to have this openness and this awareness of what each other need, of what other people need. They have an understanding of needs and boundaries and what that feels like. They've witnessed it. They've experienced it. So they know what it feels like to have it and they know what it's like not to have it. Tends to be this open communication. So like I say, that can mean that it's less guesswork, less anxiety provoking. And if it's not how they want it to be, they can talk about that. And that's going to work in both of their favours because they understand that this is not about their worth and that there's a future with or without each other. Dating a secure person, if you have an anxious attachment, could feel safer, actually. It can be quite a safe experience, that predictability, that consistency, that kindness, that respect, someone caring about your well-being. However, some of you will know on the flip side to that, that can sometimes feel boring and too easy. That can mean like my nervous system isn't going wild and so sometimes we think well i must not be interested in them it's that wild um, nervous system that's on edge that we can equate that to love 
to chemistry. And when that's not there, we think, well, maybe I'm not interested. Whereas sometimes it's that secure person bringing out that state of safety. Sometimes not attracted to all people just because they're secure. Early dating with a secure person can still be anxiety provoking. So it doesn't mean dating someone that's secure means that they're going to be 100% consistent They're never going to cancel a date. They're going to show up exactly as you want. They're going to meet all your expectations and all your needs. That isn't realistic. So it can still be anxiety provoking. The anxious person might even doubt that they care because they have a balanced life. They have other priorities. They care about other things. And like I said earlier, when they're focused on them, they'll be in the present moment focused on them, not going to be checking their phone or texting you every minute, not thinking in that same way, the anxious person that can trigger those thoughts of, well, they don't care about me, other people are a priority, so they might still struggle to trust. And of course, that might mean that even the anxious person thinks, well, I just can't do this, it's not worth it, or it might become that they still become quite needy, quite clingy. In best cases, in best case scenarios, it feels safer, your anxiety can settle down. For the avoidant person dating the secure attachment, they can love that time for space and independence because the secure person really values that as well, like I was saying before. So they really enjoy that. They value that. They like to see their partner experiencing that as well. And that can create a sense of safety for the avoidant person. And so it might mean when there's that safety and there is that space, that there's that feeling of, okay, I can lean back in, maybe even slowly, but I can lean back in a bit. Of course, as well, it does mean when they do want to see them and there is that consistency and they are being in touch that that might still feel too much for the avoidant person. They might still feel like, no, that's too much clingy. Why are you asking these questions, which a secure person is not going to mind asking. Um, an avoidant person can feel like that's um, someone investigating their lives. So that can still happen. The consistency and the openness of the secure person can create anxiety. I know that we often think, well, the avoidant person doesn't feel anxious, but of course they do. That's why they avoid because of that inner anxiety that at some point they've managed to disconnect from. So that consistency, that openness can create that um, leading to that pull away. Of course, with any of these dynamics, when someone is doing the work, when you have that awareness, when you are trying to be the one to break cycles and to move through this so that you can change your experience, change your life, change your relationships, maybe because there's one now, there's someone that you care about right now, or because you just feel actually quite fed up of being here. Whatever the scenario is for you, I know that you can move towards a more earned secure. I know that you can have a more secure relationship. I see that happen. We know people can heal. I've experienced that in my own personal experience firsthand. And then I see it secondhand through my clients. And I truly, truly believe in your ability to heal as well. I hope that this week has been useful for you. I hope it's just given you those little bits of wisdom, some gems, and just got you thinking about, you know, the choices that we make and who we date, it influences our attachment style. 
and our attachment style influences those relationships. So if you're dating someone who's avoidant, you're probably gonna feel more anxious. So we must take that into consideration. If you're someone with an anxious and or avoidant attachment style primarily, then I do want you to consider who it is that you give your time to and who you give your heart to. Because the reality is, you probably need someone who is able to communicate with you, who is able to give you that patience as you heal and as you transform. And we can do that in relationship. That's really powerful. It is thought that we heal best if we have a coach or a therapist on the side of that relationship. Try not to use them as your therapist. That isn't going to be useful, especially in those early stages. I'm not saying there's no use in it. There's use in it to have their support. So I'm absolutely not saying that that doesn't exist, but you can have healthier relationships and who you choose is definitely going to play a part in how this looks for you, whether that's dating, whether you're in a relationship, it can be a challenge to try and heal jealousy, anxiety, you know, our inner wounds, if we are surrounded by someone who is triggering them. It's something to keep in mind. Please let me know any gems or takeaways that you have got from this. I absolutely love to hear from you and I cannot wait to share more with you next week. <laughs>